Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. Good morning. Good morning. Also, just I was just making sure <laughs> that everything's recording um, so that we can just get straight to the uh, conversation. Hi, Imani. How are you? Good to see you. Or is it Iman? I think I read it as Imani, but now I'm seeing it's like Iman is great. Iman. <laughs> Sorry about that. Doing great. Good, good. Yeah, we're we're good. Oh, it is Imani. Okay. It's like sometimes I just need to go up my gut. Ah. Today is off to a great start for me as well. Um, just got done making my kids some breakfast, so they should all be good. <laughs> Hi, good morning, hello. <sighs> Yesterday, I just had a range of emotions, but today I'm actually good. I feel good. It feels like it's going to be a good uh, day. Can I review how I do financial literacy week? Okay, sure. So um, with my kids, uh, one thing, and I, and this, I mean, back, back up a little bit. Our schedule is six weeks on, one week off. Um, so in that final sixth week of each term, um, we do what I've been calling a money management week, where during that week, I will give my kids $100 of play cash. And um, we have like a little list of expenses that they can pay. Some of them they have to pay. Like we have a, a pretend um, rent and groceries, um, you know, items um, that they would need to use their hundred dollars for just to give them that practice. But then they usually end up with somewhere in the neighborhood of after their um after their fixed expenses, they have the choice of what to do with their variable expenses. And variable expenses are things like entertainment, candy, treats. Um, they can purchase um, like room cleaning services from me. If they don't want to clean their room that week, they can quote unquote pay me out of their leftover money after their fixed expenses. So it basically just gives them the opportunity to practice um, managing their money. And the only thing they're not allowed to do is they're not allowed to starve themselves in order to save money. So they do have to, they're not allowed to be homeless or starve in order to pay money. So they do have to pay their rent and they do have to pay their groceries for that week, but um, it's all out of play money. And so at the end of that week, whatever they have after their variable expenses, um, you know, if they choose to get more candy and treats that week, if they choose more entertainment options that week, whatever they have at the end of that week, um, my husband and I, we convert that into real dollars and that becomes their spending money during the week off or they can choose to save it, you know, for several terms and then, you know, have, have even more. But usually um, on average, they end up with about 25 to 30 dollars ish at the end of that week uh depending on 
you know, just what what they wanted to spend their money on. And like I said, we don't really do allowance. Um, and that's where that idea came from, is that we do not do uh, paying you to clean up after yourself. You just have to do that so that we don't live in filth and squalor. But the money management week is a way for them to practice discipline and patience. And I also um, recently, this this idea, um, we've only done like a couple of times. Um, I've, I've added the option of investing. So <laughs> the math was starting to get a little wonky, but it, it's, it, it still works. So I told them, you know, at the beginning of the week of, our, of their money management week, by the way, it's only Monday through Friday. So it's not the full seven days. So like on Monday, if they, uh, if they want to open an investment account with me, I will give them, or they, they can earn interest on whatever they save that week at the beginning on Friday. So for example, um, uh, let's say after they pay their fixed expenses, they still have $60 or whatever. Um, and they want to put $10 in an investment account so that they have $50 for a variable expenses. At the end of the week, if they do it on Monday, they'll earn 10% interest. So they'll get, they put $10 in, they'll get $11 out, if that makes sense. So um, we've only done that like twice. <laughs> so I, um, so far it's okay. They, they, um, they've done it, they've done it twice and they, you know, just to give them the option to see how their money can grow if they put it to the side and don't touch it. Um, if they want to invest on Wednesday, it's less, they don't get 10%, they'll get like 5%. Um, if they invest on Thursday, they get like, you know, 1% or something. <laughs> just just to show like, you know, the longer you save your, the longer you put your money aside, the more it can grow. Um, so that's what it is. I hope that was a pretty decent explanation. Um, Cause I know for me, sometimes I'm visual, I need to see it. So hopefully it made sense as I was explaining it. Good morning. Hey, hi. <laughs> yes, I do it with um, all of my kids. Yeah, my son, I'm pretty much handling it with him. He's Because if it were up to him, he would just buy candy all week. So I do have to set limits and say like, you know, no more than, you know, two pieces of candy per day or something like that. Um, so for him, you know, we're still working through it. He's not quite grasping the concept of interest, but, you know, practice makes better. And so, yes, all the kids participate. Yep, I do with all of them. Mm -hmm. And let's see. Oh, thank you guys. You, okay, so good. It made sense. You guys said it was a great idea. Awesome. Thank you. I do that. This happens every six weeks. So um, like I said, our, our terms are six weeks on and then one week off. So this happens in the final sixth week and it gives them an opportunity to um, have spending money in their week off. So um, it's not allowance, like I said, it's it's their way to practice. Um, and like I said, I, uh, there are some rules like they they're not allowed to be homeless or starve in order to you know to try to save money. And then um, there's limits on how much candy they can purchase, you know, because I have to live with these people. <laughs> so there are some limits that I have put in place, and, and you know the prices vary depending on what the thing is, but if you want to do a similar idea, then yeah, you, I, you know, go for it. I, th I think it's been great for them to understand um, just, just how money works, how savings works, how, you know, being patient, like, and, and instead of going for the immediate gratification of candy, you can save that money or put it aside for investing and then have more at the end of the week and in your week off, you know, spend it how you want to. So that's that's what it's been for us. 
All right. See you. Have a good time at farm school. <laughs> good morning. How are you? What are we talking about? Um, I was just explaining our money management week that I do with my kids every six weeks. <laughs> I made a video about it on uh, my YouTube channel. So we're basically doing the same thing, except I have now added that investment part to it. So that little investment part, I don't know what part you came in on. <laughs> so that's what we were just chatting about. Doing well, I'm doing well. Good morning, hi. <laughs> yeah, today I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, oh, I do wanna tell you guys that are here, I will not be going live tomorrow. Uh, I will, after this live, I'm starting to celebrate my wedding anniversary and I will be occupied all the rest of this week and weekend. <laughs> So you guys will not see me tomorrow, but I do plan to be back Monday, bright and early. Um, also, I uh, think we're going to start, instead of it being, how old are my kids? Um, they are 13, 10, and 6. Um, and also next week is going to start um, where our, the lives will just be one hour instead of an hour and a half. It'll be from nine to 10 instead of 8.30 to 10. Um, I'm just gonna take that half hour back for myself and chill and maybe start working out. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I was chatting. Oh, thank you guys so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was, talking, I was talking to a friend and we were talking about these lives and how you know how it's been going and just i was just giving the details and just explaining how long it is and she was like so you're, you're making a movie like four times a week <laughs> and i didn't even put it together like that like oh yeah yeah these are kind of long <laughs> so um yeah i think we're just going to shorten it a bit because and you know an hour and a half is a long time to spend with me especially if you're listening on the podcast or watching on youtube so um We'll just make it to where it's from nine to 10 Eastern and um, go from there. But thank you guys so much for the happy anniversaries. I appreciate that. Yeah, me and uh, my husband have been together since math, 17 years, <laughs> married 13. I had, to, I had to make sure that my math was right, yeah. <laughs> I, I have not really been counting the days, months, years, like some people, but I have to think like, okay, when did we meet? When did we start it? Yeah, math. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, for the rest of the week, I'm just going to be chilling with the man. Huge shout out to my sister-in-law um, and um, my kid's aunt and uncle. They're like the best. They're going to take them for a couple days as well. So that's why I'm not going to be on the internet. <laughs> I agree. Anniversaries are fun. I agree. You said you're the same way you've been together 15 and married 10. So here's the thing. This is why sometimes I forget or I, like my math is weird because um yeah we've been married 13 like legal for 13 you know filing taxes together for 13 but those four years before that count 
<laughs> I don't want to be shortchanged on that just because there was no paperwork. So we've been together 17 years and I want all the credit. Thank you. <laughs> ah, yes, the husband and wife, so I hear that 100%. You say you hope I do start working out. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. Um, some of you know I was in the military and basically I did ROTC in, in um, high school and college. So, you know, being, um, working out has been part of my life, the like all that time. And then I was also a personal trainer, like got certified and all that for a while. But um, I don't know, probably the last two, three years, I've just been like, you know what? I've done enough. I want to take a break. <laughs> but I kind of miss it. I kind of miss that, um, that you know, that little soreness after you've done a good workout. So we'll see. Um, when I had, I used to have an Apple Watch and me and my mom would do, um, you know how you can challenge each other? Um, but that week, I think we were both so stubborn. I think we both almost nearly killed ourselves because we were like, I'm going to beat her. <laughs> So, so yeah, I was like, okay, we're not going to do that again. But um, yeah, I definitely believe it's important to, to um, be healthy all, you know, just overall health, health is wealth in my eyes. You said your husband and I, my husband and I have been together for seven years, married six, and it feels like a thousand. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have a good time. Together, 11 married, A, and it's crazy. Oh, Tina, really? Together, 47 married, 45. Wow, goals. That's goals right there. What happened to your Apple Watch? Uh, I gave it to my husband. <laughs> uh, so he has it. I For me, it was just like, I don't know. The, the, I had shiny object syndrome. Like a lot of people, they're like, oh, I want an Apple Watch. So I got one when everybody did. And then after, I think I had it for a, a little over a year maybe two. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> um, but it was, I mean, I like it. I, I would get another, but I'm just also like, mm. the only thing I didn't like, and I know you can turn this feature off. Um, I didn't like the being told to stand up every hour. I'm like, leave me alone. I just sat down. I've been up all this time. <laughs> But no, I, I did like it. It was it was good. And I think especially if you are someone who is on the go more than me, it's definitely a good thing. Um, but I'm also a homebody and I'm, you know, frequently, you know, with my phone. So it felt a bit redundant having them both like together all the time. But like when I used to work at um, I worked at a bank where you couldn't have your phone with you definitely an Apple watch would be ideal in that situation. Or if you work out more frequently than I do, definitely is a good thing. Um, and my husband is just way more active than me, um, truth be told. So it's better suited for his lifestyle because, um, you know, he's not always with his phone, but he wants to still be able to get, you know, the messages and he's more active than me. Like he's in a bowling league, fantasy football. He's, he's exhaustingly extroverted to me sometimes. <laughs> So I, I think it's good. I just, you know, for me as a homebody, not so much. It's like, eh, I had my fun. <laughs> oh, do you really? So you said if you ever want another, you have a discount because you work for them. I didn't know that. Well, that's good to know. I mean, like I said, I think they're great. I really do. Um, I just knew that for him, it, it suits his lifestyle better. 
So, and y'all don't mind my mug of the day. It's, it's one of my anniversary gifts, this little dainty bone china set. I had my eye on it for a little bit. I'm like, oh, even though I'm only drinking orange juice, I'm still going to enjoy it out of this little mug, <laughs> this little teacup. You said you're a reformed extrovert. <laughs> now I just want to stay home in my peace. That is me right there. Like, I'm not going to wait until I'm deceased to rest in peace. <laughs> I will be resting in peace right now. Like, I remember in my 20s, just writing, you know, journal after journal after journal entry about how I just wanted to have my home and my front porch and just sit in my rocking chair and just be and not have a hundred things to do in a, in a thousand places to go. So I'm just like, no, I'm going to have my peace now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that compliment. I like it a lot. I, I really do. Trying to decide on a light school work day or a mental health day. Why not both? Morning light school work, afternoon mental health day. <laughs> we can have both. <laughs> like, you know, do a word search, do, you know, learn a fun fact, cook something that requires measurement, measurement maybe, and then rest of the day, mental health, and while you enjoy the thing that you cooked <laughs> or baked. That sounds like a good idea to me. You said, you always miss my lives because your son is in class. Oh, okay. Well, it's good to see you again. I know sometimes I see you more over on Instagram. So good to see you here today too. You said, same, I'd rather be chilling at home than chilling at someone else's house. Right. Like, and, and a lot of times, you know, when we get so stressed and worked up about things, we, we pay to go chill somewhere else. And I'll tell you guys what, what, what had a big impact on me was there was this show on, I want to say Netflix might've been Hulu that talked about people who convert their homes into like hotel spaces so that other people want to come stay. And there, it was like a competition show, like who had the best home hotel experience or something like that. Um, and I just remember thinking like, why would I pay to go stay at somebody else's house if I could just turn my house into the place where I want to rest and relax and, you know, make it, make my house the place that I would pay to go. So that's when I started investing in, you know, better sheets, better pillows, um, aroma, ambiance. Like I know like the Ritz Carlton and, and places like that, they pay scent experts to come in and make their homes or their, not their homes, their places, establishment smell inviting. So I invested in, you know, home fragrances and y'all know I love my hammock and my rocking chairs. And so now it's like my home is the place I want to, you know, pay to be. That's, that's what I'm really loving. And then when I do go to other like hotels or stuff, I'm like, I can't wait to get home. <laughs> this place doesn't even have a hammock. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're, we're in agreement on that. Yes, you said peace now sounds like a plan. Absolutely. Jennifer, you said it sounds like a plan. Yeah, do both. Little light, schoolwork, rest of the day, mental health day. You said you're trying to get out of bed to do your light school day before their 12 p.m. class. Hey, there's nothing wrong with um, 
breakfast in bed, why not learning in bed? <laughs> I know sometimes my kids do, they actually will do their schoolwork in bed and that's fine too. <clears throat> oh, you said you, oh, shoot, where did it go? Oh, okay, you can only get a chance to post in the late afternoons because the time we get done. Okay. And then they just switched to schedule. So now you get done before one. Oh, that's good to know. Or hopefully that's a better fit for you guys. But yeah, I'm glad to see you here too. Yes, make your house a space you don't need a break from. Yes. Yes, I've seen that quote somewhere too. Um, or maybe it's to create a life you don't need a break from. I think that's how the quote went. Something to that effect. But yes, agreed. 100%. Said you can't wait to get that opportunity right yeah <laughs> good morning hey sheila oh did y'all have fun with it okay good good yeah we did it after the live yesterday too and you know ended up doing like 24 25 um different questions different you know um equations before someone got bingo actually my son who is in first grade wanted to play this time too so he got a little multiplication practice so I'm glad you guys enjoyed it as well. Okay, it is a better fit than it was a rough schedule. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm glad that that has changed and that this is working more smoothly. And I'm so glad that you actually bring that up too, because I know a lot of times when people are just getting started with homeschooling, that they think the schedule that they start with, they have to stick to it and somehow they are um, not doing well or failing their kids if, you know, this, the schedule just, you know, it's a frustrating schedule to follow. So one thing I'm always trying to um, share and be an advocate for is flexibility and making the changes that suit you. If something isn't fitting, change it. <laughs> this is a tailor-made experience. You do not have to accept the off-the-rack experience if it's not working for you. You can definitely customize the schedule as you see fit and recognize that that fit might change or that the, the what time works best may change over, you know, from one season to the next. I've often mentioned like sometimes kids have more activities in the fall because school is back in session. So your school schedule may need to change in the fall or your, you know, learning schedule might need to change as well. Um, some of us who, if you are working, um, like I was working, um, seasonally you, you might have depending on what industry you're in you might have a busy season for your work schedule which is going to then affect your you know mental space and you know how much time you can dedicate to schoolwork so i know there are some people who will take breaks in the fall or you know do a little lighter schoolwork in the fall if that's your busy season i'm just using fall as an example because we're in it let's say this is a busy season for your job or your you know place of employment you might need to cut back a little bit on the schedule with your kids when you're homeschooling because it's just it's going to be too much on you but also on the family and it just becomes a stressful situation where school is not fun learning is not fun so just being able to recognize the natural rhythm of your family depending on what that is and not trying to force yourself to stick to a i don't know um an eight to 12 schedule if eight to 12 is not going to be the best time of day for you guys. 
Oh, your son who's in kindergarten loved it too. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. That's so nice. You said thanks for being you. I appreciate that. Okay, you brought it up to the school and they made the accommodations. Excellent. Good. I'm glad that they were able to um, work that out with you quickly too and not tell you like, oh, okay, we'll do it next semester. Like, no, do it right, oh, right away. You said, how do you set up multiplication bingo? Um, so I just bought it all together. But basically, if you were going to try to like make it yourself, um, the first thing that you would do is just, you know, create the cards um, of that have, you know, the multiplication equation on it. So five times three. And then on your bingo card, you have, um, you know, your normal 25 spaces with your one free space in the middle and you put the solutions on the bingo card. So when you pull out the card that says, you know, five times three, if your bingo card doesn't have 15 on it, then you don't put anything. Um, so that's that's basically how it works if you're trying to create it yourself. But honestly, I just purchased it. <laughs> and um, I, I shared the one that I have on my Amazon storefront, but I, I'm pretty sure they sell them other places too. So, um, but yeah, it's just one of those great, ways to practice multiplication without it feeling like a worksheet or feeling like a workbook and um you know the same goal is accomplished <clears throat> you said when i do my planning i've been making adjustments weekly to fix the things that frustrated me the week before or didn't work out it works so much better good exactly that exactly that like you can start with a template that you might find on pinterest or whatever but then make those adaptations just like you just said every Whatever didn't work that week, eliminate it. Whatever did work, replicate it. And just and that's how you find your rhythm. And then, like I said, again, some of us have different times of the year where things are different. So you add all that in as well and, and make those changes as needed. You do not have to feel, um, you do not have to live in that frustration of, oh, this isn't working. We're doing something wrong. Like, no, 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 it isn't working. Let's change it. <laughs> you know, so um, I would, I would, you know, use the analogy of like a recipe. Someone, you your best friend could give you a recipe and it could be okay. It tastes fine, but you know, you could add a little of this, take that out so that it better suits your palate. So thank you so much for sharing that. You said you've given me the confidence that it's okay to change what you're doing. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. It's definitely okay to change what you're doing. 100%. Jennifer, you said my brother is teaching my son to play chess. He got his own pieces yesterday and he's so excited. Oh man, chess is such a brilliant addition to any um, any homeschool, any classroom, any, any education setting, because I love that it teaches kids to think several moves ahead, you know? And I think it also helps them mature a little bit because sometimes kids get frustrated because they're so fixated on the present moment. But chess was such a great tool for my kids because it taught them to not just focus on the present, like, yes, be in the present, see the board, but also recognize that you have moves, you have options ahead of you too. So be aware of those options ahead of you. And man, that was, oh, I am grateful to chess. Like I have a couple of chess books over there that help teach them. Um, Cause you know, I think we all, they, we, I watched the Queen's Gambit and kind of fell into it. And I was like, oh, let me buy this lovely little glass um, chess set. And when I, when I, Put it out um, on display suddenly my kids are like oh can we play with that and i was like yeah you can play with it 
Um, even though it's glass, I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and they were hooked. So I bought them a book to help you know them understand all the moves. And man, I'm so grateful to Chess for just helping them mature <laughs> in that regard. So that's so cool that he's excited about that. So he used to feel so drained and burnt out. This will help be a lot easier to give him a lot of independent work. So he has like two to three classes a day. Okay. Oh, God, I'm just glad that's working. I'm glad it's working. Tracy, did your name change? You said, hey, home equals making chicken soup with the kids today. Oh, that's going to be delicious. And it's like the perfect weather for it here. It's like just chilly enough to where you're not shivering, but where you would definitely appreciate a nice bowl of chicken soup. So that's going to be delicious. You said your daughter is now homeschooled at five years old. Thank you so much for your help and guidance. Oh, well, thank you for coming back to share. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy for you guys, Teresa. That's good to know. Okay, you said you're gonna check out my store. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, if you, I mean, you definitely can make it. It's just how much do you want to do? <laughs> um and I feel like I'm always going to be honest with you guys about that. Like, yes, I put things in my storefront for convenience, but if you can find it somewhere else, like in, in that better suits your budget or you want to make it, please do. <laughs> like I, I, I want this, I want this platform to be one where you don't feel pressure to like always hear me say storefront, storefront, storefront. I did that list for convenience more than anything. Um, but also Yes, I do get a commission from it. Um, so I think we all know that at this point, that that's how that works. But yeah, I appreciate anyone who wants to check out the storefront. Um, definitely. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now... Back to the show. Hey, Outspoken Sister, how are you? You said, and remember, something might not work out in the schedule this week, but it will next week. So true, guys. Life is not as consistent as I'm sure some of us would like for it to be, especially those of us who um, are not a fan of spontaneity. <laughs> I'm raising my hand on that one. Um, but yeah, like, you know, just remember to like be flexible, you know, go with the flow on that. Let's see. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think you said yesterday you found um, the multiplication bingo at Goodwill for a dollar, I think. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly what I mean. Like, yes, it's on Amazon and places like that, but if you can find it somewhere better then please do, I'm, I'm a, I am a deal hound myself. <laughs> I love finding a good deal. You're hoping chess will help him think and slow down. I think it can. I, again, I really like that it helped my kids, um, you know, recognize the present, but also think about the future. And and just having that, um, having to, you know, strategize. And, and um, you know, we always hear the saying, you know, we're playing chess, not checkers. And that's honestly how I feel about a lot of decisions I've made in my life. Like, you know, it doesn't look popular in the present, but then, you know, a few moves ahead or a few years ahead or a few years on, it's like, oh, 
all of that back there was a setup for this move, which is, you know, that's the, that's the checkmate that we're looking for. So um, I, I love being able to talk to my kids about how much life and chess overlap. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a huge fan of chess. It, it's the jacket weather today in South Carolina. Yeah, same here. I don't know. It's like gonna, it's probably gonna warm up, I'm sure, um, now that the sun is coming up. But this morning, um, it was definitely a little chilly. All right, see you later. See you. Hope your son has a great day in class. Tracy, you're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> Tracy saying, Tam is amazing. Literally watching her the last few months has made me feel like I'm legit. You are legit. <laughs> you are legit. You said you need to go check it out. I wish the commission was better. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm definitely not reaching millionaire status off of Amazon, but it's it's nice to be able to take myself out for a little lunch <laughs> at the end of the month. So yeah, it's nice <laughs> for that. Good morning. You might do math with this chess pieces today. Okay. You love chess as a kid, but I don't think I can teach my kids. That's the thing. You don't have to. Like if you have a tablet, there's so many chess um, apps that would teach your kids the moves. And like I said, I have, I think I have two chess books over there. Maybe it's either one or two. Um, let them teach themselves. Just like we didn't teach them Roblox or Minecraft, you don't have to teach them <laughs> everything. Encourage them to learn it on their own. That's what I did. Like I, I really, when I, I remember when my oldest was like seven or maybe eight, and she, they were very interested in Minecraft. And I remember saying out loud, I am done learning little kid things. <laughs> I am not teaching this game because I had learned all the characters of like Thomas the Train and La La Loopsy and My Little Pony. And every time I felt like I was learning whatever the thing is that they were interested in, they would switch to something else. So when Minecraft came along, I was like, nope, I'm not gonna learn this one. If you guys wanna play this game, you're gonna have to teach it to yourselves. So yeah, if, you're, if your son has an interest in chess, I would just you know, provide the supplies and say, I'm, I got your back. I'm <laughs> but let them lead on that. Let, let him teach himself. You said, do I think Hurricane Ian will reach you? No. No. Um, I mean, it'll, it's going to rain. But um, the part of Georgia we live in, by the time the hurricanes make landfall, uh, by the time they make it to us, they're, they're tropical storms at the most. And, you know, it's always it's just like heavy rain. So, no, I don't think it'll reach us where we are. But I do have um, family in Florida that I'm I'm kind of, you know, on high alert for for them. But um, yeah, we're we're several hundred miles from the coast, so by the time it has moved across, it'll just be rain. Hold on, what am I? Oh, you're cleaning out the classroom. Yesterday you found so many workbooks you forgot. <laughs> you had half of them. Yeah, I think workbooks kind of go the way of socks from time to time. Like 
you you just forget that they're there or some of them go missing and then you find them later and you're just like what happened here <laughs> where did this go so yeah i i'm i have a, a bin that i probably could legit throw away right now because we're only required to keep workbooks for the past three years but i i'm always like you never know i'm gonna keep it just in case um most of those workbooks are three quarters empty half empty because they all look great on the shelf at the store but then in practice my kids really wanted nothing to do with them so it's it's no shame <laughs> i'll just say this is very normal in my opinion um and I, I also just want to give you guys some encouragement too. Like, the more you involve your kid I, in in what you choose, I do believe the less that happens. Um, a lot of it for me in the beginning was I would get online and I would see what other people had, and I'd say, "Oh, we'll try that. We'll try that. We'll try that. We'll try that." And I bring it home, and my my kids look at it, and they're like, "That's cute. <laughs> we'll do like." five pages and then we want nothing else to do with this. <laughs> so that's, yeah, when I discovered um, the wipe clean workbooks and um, letting my kids help to pick their own thing, that uh, that changed. And so I have far fewer um, half empty workbooks. So that's <laughs> like, I'm looking at some of the workbooks right now, like, yeah, nobody's using that. <laughs> You said you're setting up your mobile classroom with a three-tiered cart in the kitchen. Hey, y'all, the three-tiered cart is like, I do feel like that's the that's the members-only jacket equivalent for homeschool families, right? Like, eventually, you end up with a three-tiered cart. I just got mine at the start of this school year, so it took me a while to jump on the bandwagon, but I do look at it like people who tend to have three tier carts are crafters and homeschoolers. It is like that members only jacket for sure. <laughs> uh, oh, what chess books? Um, I think, okay, let me make sure that it's over here before I just start chatting it up. So there's this, I feel like we have another one. Yeah, we definitely have another one, but I don't know where it is. My kids might have it in their room. Hang on, where did, let me just double check that it's not over here on the shelf. Uh, and she put this money book on the shelf. That's the library's book. Okay, I don't see the other one on the shelf, which means it's probably on their bookshelf in my daughter's room. This is one of them. This one is, um, to me, not as child-friendly as the other one, but it definitely goes through, you know, it's, it's clear on the moves, on the pieces, different types of plays. I would say this is, kind of advanced for my kids. So I ended up getting them a different one, which is not down here currently, probably because like I said, it's on their shelf. Um, I think I put it in the Amazon storefront, the the other one. I'll have to double check that because I know I got it from Amazon. This one came from the Goodwill. You can see a little Goodwill sticker there. <laughs> but um, that's one of them, the Everything Chess Basics books. And then there's another one. I have to, I'll have to find it. Okay, let me jump back up a little bit. I should really sell the stuff you're not that I'm not using. I do plan to as my son outgrows it. Um, because he's still quite young, I just keep it just in case he becomes interested in it. Um, 
he's not interested in chess yet. So, you know, something like this, he might be, or some of the language books that I've uh, purchased, I'm not quite ready to let go of yet because you just, I never know what he's going to want to be interested in. But as he definitely outgrows things, I certainly do plan to. I started making, um, compiling some of the things that I know he's not using. And I think I am going to, um, to sell some of those things or, or give some away. I'm not sure quite yet, but uh, I do plan to. You said, oh, you just got approved to homeschool. You live in Massachusetts. So that's a win. Yes, because Massachusetts was so difficult. We were talking about that. Well, congrats. Congratulations. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I know Massachusetts is the is the state that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where you have to submit the application for approval before you can um, do anything. So I'm so glad that that uh, worked out. <laughs> you guys are talking about your three-tier cards. You have three, you have two. You have three between crafts and homeschool. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like crafters and uh, homeschoolers are like, that's it's a dead giveaway. You walk into their house, you see a three-tier cart, you are a crafter or you are a homeschooler. I don't know of anyone else that has that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And then you were asking, uh, yes, you do have to be approved in Massachusetts. Yes. That is, that is a part of it. You cannot just declare and then be a homeschooler. Like in some states, you have to be approved and their application process from when we were talking about a couple of weeks ago can be lengthy. Like the approval process can take a while. Cause that day, I think there were two people in from Massachusetts and one of them were saying she had submitted her application like back in December and you see we're coming up on October. So we're, you know, well over nine months of waiting and she still hadn't been approved quite yet. But, um, <clears throat> So yeah, in Massachusetts, there is the approval process. You are holding your breath. I can imagine. I mean, it's just uh, crazy. Hey, Kay, good morning. Um. Do I use the Chess Junior apps? No. Um, I think the Chess app we use is like brown. It's like brown and tan on the on the little icon. I don't think that's Chess Junior. Um, Y'all know I'm visual. I don't know the name of it. But I know that the the little icon is dark brown and tan. Like there's there's four little chessboard squares in the icon, and it's brown and tan. Uh, I don't know which one that is though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I think it just shows up as it's just called chess. Um, but I don't know which one it is. But I don't think it's called Chess Junior. There's so many chess apps though. <laughs> That's the honest truth of it. Ooh. Oh man, it snapped down again. Okay. Does anyone have a recommendation on Jack on Jack and, and the Beanstalk movie? We're almost done this version of the story. Hmm. 
I don't know. A Jack and the Beanstalk movie. Let's see if we can look one up. None are coming to mind at the moment. Oh, wait, what's this one? I've never seen this. Who's in this one? There's one popping up here on YouTube from 2009 is when it was made. Chevy Chase is in it. Chloe Grace Moretz, Christopher Lloyd. Okay, so I know these actors. James Earl Jones. What? Is he, he has to be the giant <laughs> with that voice. <laughs> so maybe that one? I mean, I recognize some of those actors' names. So maybe that one would be good. Hmm. I've never seen it myself, though. Good morning. You said what's required for approval? Or is that the for Massachusetts, Kay, that you're asking? Okay, yeah, I think you guys are, yeah, y'all are asking about Massachusetts. Okay. Good morning. Okay, so you guys are talking about the Massachusetts... Wait a minute. Oh, there's one on, you think there's a Jack and the Beanstalk on Disney Plus? Okay. Into the Woods has Jack and the Beanstalk featured. Oops. <laughs> you said what's crazy because it's for school. I thought I'd ask y'all instead of Google. <laughs> That's right. There is a Mickey Mouse version of Jack and the Beanstalk. That's right. I do believe I've seen that one. Is that the one with the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Like an episode? It's a short episode, I think. No, 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 no. It's a it's a long movie. I have seen that one with Goofy and Donald. Yes, my kids have seen that one and they, they do like that version. Yes, yes. I have seen that one several times actually now that I think about it because that was one of my favorites. It's called Mickey and the Beanstalk. So yes, with yes, it's when Goofy and Donald go up the beanstalk. So that could be a good one. My kids really enjoyed that one. Yep, that is one we have seen several times. I could, I'm I'm picturing it now. So yeah, I I would suggest that one, um, just because it's it's a fun interpretation of of Jack and the Beanstalk, but it's Mickey and the Beanstalk. So that's a that's a cool one. <clears throat> You said, my son wants to know the history of money. Any suggestions on books or videos? Oh, I think on YouTube, if I remember correctly, I think I think Crash Course did a money episode or a currency episode. Um, let me make sure. Yes, Crash Course. They did, um, um, they've done a couple videos actually on money and like economics and debt. So yeah, if you wanted to check out those, they're, they're pretty short. They're like 15 minutes or less. Um, yeah, definitely crash course has done it. 
And then let's just see what happens when you type in history of money, what other channels come up. I'm gonna put for kids behind it because we know that can definitely go all over the place. Um, so here's a channel called Feed My Curiosity um, that has done a history of currency video on YouTube. Oh, but did you say movie? Did you say you're looking for a movie? Oh, you said books or videos. So yeah, I would do uh, YouTube, Crash Course, definitely. But then you could also... Um, check out some of these other channels that talk about just the history of currency in general. This one by Feed My Curiosity looks interesting. So yeah, I hope that uh, that is helpful. I do like the Everything Money Book for Kids. I have, let me show you what I actually have right now. For money. Uh, and then always, I guess it's a good thing that my kids always take the books that I choose. Like I just, we went to the library and I got two more um, books about money this week from our, our library. So I, like I said, I'll take it as a good thing that they are constantly walking off with them. Okay, so this one we just got from our library. It's called How To Money. Am I backwards? Oh my gosh, I just realized y'all I'm backwards. Hang on. Let me flip mirror this. Okay, now hopefully that's better. So this one I would say is more for middle school, teenagers, middle school, because it's it's wordy. There's not as many pictures in this, although they do have, you know, some little call-out boxes and, and blurbs and examples of things. Um I just picked that one up from the library this week. So that's not ours. We don't own that one. Uh, I do like this book. This is an Usborne book. I, uh, we did buy this one. They have a short little blurb on the history of money. It's um, chapter two that talks about the story of money. It's okay. You know, it's doesn't probably go as detailed as maybe you would want it to, but it's it gives a good overview of it. So let me see if I can get to that part so does that little intro for the story of money little comic strip here about kind of the history of how you know currency and exchanges got started different types of things that were used as money so i do like this book quite a bit um and then all these ones that i'm showing i have these linked in my amazon storefront except for that library book um, this one, I would say, is a more advanced version of this one because it's for kids, this one. So I would say like elementary school, middle school, high school. And then we also had, this was a gift from my mother a uh, while ago, years ago, um, and it encourages you to put coins in it. So you, you know, as you fill up these little coin charts, you end up with, I think, $25 at the end of this at the end of this book, once you have all the coins filled in, all the slots. So this one was fun. This was a little one that took us probably, took us a couple weeks to, to get enough coins to fill this in. But it also talks about just like the story of understanding money 
and uh, it, it's like a piggy bank and a book all together. <laughs> so this is really cute too. Those are some of the ones that I have. Huh. <laughs> and there's another one that, uh, like I said, I picked up from the library, but it's not down here. They, they have it. <laughs> so that's, um, those are the ones that I have and that I like. All right, so I know I was showing books. Let me jump back up a little bit and see. Okay, I think this is where I left off. Little Critters Books by Mercer Mayer has one on history of money. Okay. You need a more interactive option for American history for third graders. Mm, interactive. I don't know about interactive. Um, I mean, I, don't, I would not say Studies Weekly is interactive. It's it's really like more reading comprehension. So that's, no, that's not interactive. Gosh, the only thing I can think of that for me makes me feel interactive is going to history museums and letting the people there that work there, you know, talk through with, through the activity or going to like, you know, a Renaissance fair or something after you've read about that particular time of history or, um, I don't know. That word interactive, I think, is what I'm stumbling over because to me, history is not my not my best subject anyway. Um, interactive. I don't know. I'm going to have to defer to you guys on that one. I can't think of anything that we've done other than visit museums that has felt interact. Oh, you know what? The games. Oh, my gosh. Um, not risk. What's the what's the history board game? Is it risk? Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on everything today? Not risk, risk or something else, right? Mm. I'm looking it up now. I'm looking up board games that focus on history. I feel like I know it. I'll know it if I see it. But oh, the Oregon Trail, we do have that little interactive game. <laughs> Which my kids were like, because I told them, me and my husband were like, we could never beat this game. We never made it to Oregon. And I let my kids play it. They're like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, we made it to Oregon. I'm like, how? How did you not die of typhoid? <laughs> Is this on easy mode? <laughs> Um, okay, let me see. Board games, board games, board games. I don't know why I cannot think today. I've never played this, but I've heard the Catan games are fun. I've never played them. Yeah, mm -mm. I don't know. That's such a good question. How do you make history interactive without having to turn it into a field trip? Hmm. A trivia game, maybe? Okay, yeah, I could see that. So like this is a American trivia, it's a, it's a game. Hmm. I don't know, do you guys have any suggestions on that one? Uh, let's see, you also said any suggestions on teaching your kindergartner phonics? He knows letter sounds 
straight to blends. Uh, I really like the Leapfrog series that deals with phonics. Um, also, um, Word World is a cool show like on PBS that focuses on letter sounds and phonics and, and blending them together. There's also uh, lots of different apps that focus on phonics. Like if you look in the App Store or the Google Play Store, um, looking up, you know, phonics games for kids, different apps will come up. Then a lot of them have free trials. That's right. Teacher Monster to Read. I've also heard Reading Eggs um, a lot of times has those types of games as well. I'm still trying to think of, okay, Risk is history-based. I know it is, but I, was, I thought I was thinking, I don't know what I'm thinking of actually. <laughs> Uh, oh, can you show the coin collecting book again? This one. I have no idea where my mother got it. Um, and the publishing company, it just says standard publishing. So I don't know any specifics about this book. Um, There are Bible verses in it. So if anyone, I guess, doesn't want that. Uh, who made this? Uh, just as standard publishing is the company. There's no more, there's no tags on it. So I don't know where she picked this up. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, thank y'all so much for jumping in the answer. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, I cannot think of a history game or Ticket to Ride is good for history and geography. Is that a game? Is that, what is that? What is Ticket to Ride? It's a, oh, it's a board game. Okay. A railway themed German style board game. Okay. Features what rail, Railway routes connecting cities throughout North America. Oh, that sounds interesting. Thank you so much for dropping that one, Jennifer. You said you're late. What are we talking about? Uh, you're not late, you guys. You guys come and go as you need to. Um, right now, uh, uh, interactive history uh, options for a third grader and uh, teaching phonics for a kindergartner. Those are the two questions before us. Kay says, we love documentaries and crafts for history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm saying, wait, what was it? What did that say? Tuttle Twins, I thought it said. Where did that go? Oh, we, have you seen Tuttle Twins? My kids love the show and the books. I've heard of them. We have not watched them, but I, I, am, I am aware of them. In fact, I think they are on the resources list too, um, but that's not been one that we have used. Okay, cool. Yes, Word World. That's one of that's one that we really like. Good morning, Kaya. Hey. You use Starfall for phonics. Not sure if it's still around. Okay, let's see if it is. Starfall. Children's website is what came up. It is. It says Starfall Education is a kids' games, movies, and books for K through three, learn to read with phonics. Well, shoot, yeah, we need to get this on the list. Thank you, Tina. 
Okay, and they look like they have apps as well. That's cute. Why does this look familiar to me? Man, the visuals are just getting me today. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. So that one's been added. Thank you again, Tina. And let's see. Okay, let me jump down. There's a version of it on Amazon. Oh, that, uh, which one? What were, are we talking about the coin book? Because then good. That makes it easier <laughs> to find. Because uh, I know sometimes, you know, if a store has it, then... Um, you know, sometimes we don't all have the same stores around us, but I feel like Amazon's kind of like the great equalizer for most of us. Like I don't live near a Costco, but I can order things on Amazon. So that's good that, um, that you guys, uh, found it already. So that's awesome. 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 And yes, sir. How can I help you? Too early for candy. Okay. No, we just had breakfast. I think we're you're good for apple? now. You can have an apple. Uh, let's see. You said you hate coming up with history stuff. I know that's right. <laughs> Oops. Shoot. Is Starfall free now? Um, I did not see anything. Hold on. Let me jump back to it. I wasn't looking for the price. That's on me. I should have been paying more attention. I was just reading the description. I feel like nothing's free or like very few things are free now, but let's see. It is not free. It is $35 a year if you want a one-year membership. But they appear to have a free trial period. So if you wanted to download the app, have your kid try it out for a little bit before you commit it. And you know you can decide if it's worth the $35 for the year. Uh, so not completely free. Do I have it on the list already? Okay, well, that's good to know. <laughs> Sometimes I forget what I put on the list, but um, that's good if it is there. I, I don't have my um, Amazon list open, but I guess I could go look at it just to see, did I put it on there? Because I did try, it, you know, when I put the list together at the beginning, I did try to go through and look at what was you know, here in my house and add as much uh, as I could that I saw. But let's see. Okay, hold on. Oh, wait, wait. No, that's not it. I can add it on. I have the men, I have the everything kids money book. 
I'm going to go add it real quick. Oh, no, no, there it is. That's weird. Okay. The cover threw me off because it's like the kids are purple for some reason. <laughs> so yeah, that book is, I did, it is there. Okay. Good morning. Hi. Your oldest used Starfall in public school and he loved it. Okay, that's good to know. Yes, that is a teacher's vocabulary description on the Starfall website. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I agree. $35 for the whole year isn't bad. It's not. I mean, compared to some of the things that we're seeing nowadays is definitely not bad. <laughs> you said mom life. My son always asks for candy too. And, it's, and you say the same thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have to live here too. <laughs> and I know that once the sugar starts flowing, so to, you know that that energy just comes right behind it. So we'll wait on that. Thanks. <laughs> Any U.S. geography recommendations? You have a visual hands-on learner. I really do like our um, atlas that we have. We have a um, a world history atlas and a an American history atlas. Also, we have um, a world map dry erase on our uh, table. So when things are happening around the world, we can come in here and very quickly like point like, okay, this is where that event is happening. This is where we are. Um, so just having the visual aids out, I think is really nice. Um, I also have from a million years ago, this giant world book, um, this just giant book of, what, what is this thing even? <laughs> Let me see what it's actually called. Oh, okay. It's called, it's a big, big world. It's an atlas. Huge. So you can see like by comparison, how big it is next to me. Um, and I had this when I was a child. So that should let you know a little bit about my mother, not throwing things away. And what's cool about this is it goes by continent. So I just opened up to the middle one. This is Europe. So if something's happening in Europe, you can just like lay this out on the floor and just point. Actually, though, this is super outdated because uh, I think some of these countries don't exist anymore. Hold on. Hmm. I was looking for, well, this, this version of it is super old. I know for a, a fact, like the George, like in, for the US, the Georgia flag has changed. So I would not obviously use this exact one. However, something similar could be cool for US geography. Um, and then you can just over time keep referring back to it. Um, if you're talking about like a workbook curriculum, I haven't used one because right around the time we started getting serious about geography, my parents gifted us the Little Passports World Series uh, the, the around the world package, uh, which was really cool actually. And then my son is currently uh, using the, uh, he's doing the United States version. Um, I'm going to be honest about the US version. I don't really like it because it's not as cool as the, <laughs> the world history. Um, it's just basically a, a double-sided magazine. 
I think you could probably find something better than the little passports. Because when my older two had it, and this was pre-pandemic, so maybe something's happened with that, with their company, um, they would get like activities to do and a little trinket from somewhere around the world. With this one, he's just getting the magazine, which has activities in it and some stickers and stuff. But I'm just like, uh, that's not as cool as the world where she would get a coin that she could, you know, collect and be a part of, you know, keep keep track of it from places around the world. So the around the world one was definitely my favorite of, no, 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 my, my daughter did the science one. So the science and the around the world were the two best. Uh, if you had to pick, I would not pick the US one. <laughs> it's just, okay. Look for Yugoslavia and Czechoslovakia. I think they're on there. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is not current. <laughs> Let's see. Um, uh, 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 uh. I see Slovakia. Isn't that where... Why does Slovakia stand out in my mind? Is that still a thing? Slovakia. Oh, Slovenia is there. Um, mm, mm, Czech Republic. So maybe it's not that old because didn't those countries become the Czech Republic? <laughs> so it's probably not that old. Yeah, no, not up to date at all. <laughs> This is from my childhood. That's what I'm saying. Like, not up to date at all. Let's see if I can find a date on here of when this one was printed. 1994 is what it says right there. So there you go. People born in 1994 are like parents now, aren't they? <laughs> How long ago is 1994? What math? Hold on a second. So someone, I have to get out the calculator because my brain is just off today. Yeah, someone born in 1994 is 28. Oh. I'm gonna just take a moment of silence on my age. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, you're born in 90. You're 31. Bro. You were born in 93. Okay, look, we got no, no. This is not about to be the topic. Give me a second, guys. I'm coming to terms with my age. <laughs> Was it originally published in 91? Okay. So that yeah, this version I have is 94 then. That it, I agree. That would be a, it is a good interactive history to look at old maps and like, like I have this, um, let me show you, you want to laugh. You guys want to laugh? Let me go get this other encyclopedia set I have. Hold on. Stay there. Coming right back. Okay, <laughs> I 
have to run to another room because y'all have books everywhere in my house. So this is, y'all remember those little golden books? The golden book encyclopedia. This is hilarious for my kids to go through because um, <laughs> so much in here is so old. <laughs> it just does not, it is not a thing anymore. This is from, what year is this one printed? I feel like this one's from the 80s. I'm trying to see if I can find anything about where, what year. Mm. Oh, shoot. They, they, they put it in Roman numerals. <laughs> I have to figure out this Roman numeral conversion. Um, oh, 1988. Look, I did it without the thing. <laughs> I did it without the computer. <laughs> yes. So this is from published in 1988. <laughs> so there you go. And I didn't need um, Google for that. Because <laughs> that's how old I am. I can read Roman numerals. <laughs> It takes me a second because we don't see them as often, but just in case you guys were wondering, that's what it looks like, right? Hold on, right there. Can y'all see that? Copyright right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes me laugh. <sighs> Craziness. Y'all, how did we get here? <laughs> oh, you guys are sharing y'all's ages still? Hold on. You said that makes that made you sick, Tam, because you weren't you weren't what, Tracy? You don't tell me you weren't born in 1994. Is that is that what you were gonna say? Were you not born in 1994? Uh that was funny. You you said I look no older than 32. I appreciate that. I'll take that. I am older than 32. <laughs> when you were still working, you had a customer write his dates in Roman numerals. Well, that's just pretentious. <laughs> There's no reason to do that. It's cute, but come on. <laughs> Just trying to mess with people at the bank. <laughs> oh, you were, okay, you were born in the mid 80s. Okay, I was gonna say, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? You just turned 47, okay. She says the skin, oh, thank you. I've been working on it, <laughs> I've been working on it. Ah, you're dreading turning 37. Man, I'm not dreading none of these years. I'm, I'm happy for all of them, every single one. <laughs> Like, oh, y'all. <laughs> you said, tell, oh, <laughs> you said, tell me how old you are when you and your husband got together. You came out. I'm 35, y'all. I'm 35. <laughs> we were 18 babies when we got together. You were born in 71. 
You could be, well, you could be their mom, not mine. <laughs> 71 would be a little young for my, uh, for me, but I mean, I guess technically, if you when just going mathematically. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is so funny how this has taken a turn. <laughs> but, you know, I do find that, you know, some of these resources are very funny to my kids because obviously Pluto is still mentioned in those encyclopedias, which my kids think is hilarious that we didn't know about dwarf planets when I was their age and, um, you know, Pluto was still a thing and countries have come and gone over time. And like, um, you know, even when we're learning about uh, American history and they're recognizing that not all states were states, like I, I, I remember they made a call to my dad to let him know <laughs> <laughs> in case he didn't already know that he's older than the statehood of Hawaii and Alaska, I believe. And <laughs> they were like, there weren't 50 states when you were born. <laughs> there were only 48. <laughs> so they felt the need to let um, the elder members of our family know. Like, Or another thing um, that they do is whenever they learn something, they'll ask, is it older than this family member? Is it older than that family member? Is it older than, and um, our my husband's grandmother is still alive in her 90s. So their measure of if something is super old is if it's older than their great grandmother. <laughs> so it's so funny to me um, that, that, you know, we get to have these chats. <laughs> And, and they'll say, just like, is it older than, or they'll ask me, am I older than it? Or did I have it in my childhood? Cause I watch a lot of black and white movies and they'll ask if, like, I remember they asked if I had color television. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I had color television, but these are what we call classics. And they will, they are timeless movies and I still enjoy them, now get out. <laughs> But yes, kids are funny. They, oh my gosh. <gasps> you say your grandmother just turned 90 and your six-year-old just found out about false teeth. Okay, so <laughs> funny story about that. First of all, very I'm sure it's very similar. Um, my kids also recently found out that some of their older relatives have false teeth. And when I tell you that that was a huge motivator for their dental hygiene, so gratitude definitely for my family members, I guess. But they were just like, when they were younger, just like horrified that people could just remove all their teeth and have nothing there. They're like, <laughs> and I think they thought everyone loses their teeth um, as you age. So I had to explain to them like, no, you know, like mummies have been found that still have their teeth. You just got to take care of your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that is funny y'all said long live Pluto <laughs> that's so funny you're older than me too that's all right y'all look we're all in this together though <laughs> you say you're 41 just trying to live your best life that's right and that but I mean that goes again to that um what we were talking about I think it was yesterday when I when we were having the ahead or behind question right like we're all in here learning from each other um, and, you know, sharing ideas and going through this homeschooling experience together. And 
you know, some of us are in our 20s, some 30s, some 40s, but there's no ahead or behind. You're not ahead because you're doing this in your 20s. You're not behind because you're doing this in your, you know, 30s or 40s. So um, that just goes to that that moment. And I, I do think it's hilarious that my mom kept all of this stuff so that I can share it with my kids. Um, and we can just like be a part of living history. <laughs> so, so that's, I think that's funny though. Okay, see you, Jennifer. Have a good one. <laughs> you say you bribe your kids saying if they don't have if they don't brush their teeth, they'll have false teeth like Nana. <laughs> Whatever works. I tell people in my life, like all of you are available to be used as examples for my kids, good, bad, or indifferent. Like I everybody's part of the curriculum. <laughs> Your seven-year-old Ramsey said, Mom, don't tell Nana something happened to her teeth. He said what? And he said, they're gone. <laughs> Y'all, my, my grandmother also had um, complete dentures and one of her favorite things to do would be like pop out the bottom row and like make faces at me as a kid. It was such a, she's so funny. Um, but yeah, she like pop out the bottom row like extra far to make herself look, you know, funny and make faces at me. So grandparents are awesome. Um, my kids, yeah. <laughs> They're just, they're just funny. I think all kids are though. <clears throat> so I'm on the fence about homeschooling my sons. I'm so uncomfortable with the entire school system. Understandable. Well, if you, if you, I mean, you're in a welcome space, welcome environment. That's literally all, that's what we talk about. I mean, sometimes we go on tangents. Like, I don't know how long you've been here, but we just kind of went on a tangent about resources from back in the early nineties and eighties. But definitely, if you want to, you know, talk about anything that has you unsure about homeschooling, some of us are in here that are new to it, like just getting started, just enrolling. Others of us have been doing it for a while. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I, I do these lives regularly for this exact reason that, um, you know, this is a comfortable space to talk about what has you unsure, uncomfortable, uneasy, um, and we just kind of share what we can to, to help. He said, sick to your stomach about the decision about the school system in general, or has there been a particular experience that has you especially uncomfortable? I know I'm like asking a bunch of questions. <laughs> I don't want to feel, I don't want you to feel like you're being put on the spot at all. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, we're literally here for this exact reason because there are, so many questions and nuanced things to homeschooling when especially when you're first getting started you go and you google homeschool and everything that comes up might not be a good fit or sound like a good fit for you um but i'm here to tell you like homeschooling can be tailor-made to just about every type of family experience level um introvert extrovert whatever um your kids are passionate about like all of those needs um, can be met through homeschooling. It just is a matter of you finding what makes you comfortable as well and, uh, and, and finding your own rhythm to, to, uh, you know, make sure that your kids are thriving with, uh, with their schoolwork at home. You said this is your first year homeschooling. Yeah. That's something I'm saying. We have like a range of people in here. In fact, I don't know, um, if she's still in here, but you know, the uh, mother from Massachusetts, who's just like, I just got approved. Like, 
you know, recently. And then, you know, your first, this, you said, this is your first year homeschooling and um, I'm on my ninth, but I also think I'm not, I don't think I'm the person in here today who's been doing it the longest. I think Tina, I don't know if Tina's still in here, but has gone all the way through it. Like kids are grown. <laughs> um, so yeah. Good morning. Yes, we did get distracted by the big atlas. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> Speaking of being distracted, you forgot to see what else you need for school today. <laughs> I think it was it was a nice little distraction. It got it, it got us to loosen up a little bit and share like, hey, we're all in this. <clears throat> Good morning. Oh, you said sixth year, fourth year, second year. Okay, I'm seeing you guys. You say best decision I ever made. My child feels the same. That's good. That's the most important part, right? Is us being able to check in and make sure our kids are thriving, our kids are doing well, and that they are, we're putting them in the best position we possibly can um, as, as we all go through this you know, crazy thing called life. You said this year, you haven't started music into the regular routine, but last night your 11 year old wanted keyboard and play. Oh, that's good. I think it's brilliant when it happens naturally and organically. Cause not y'all, not everything in life is going to be scheduled. You know, you're going to have those, those bursts of creativity those little bursts of creativity where, you know, your kid is obsessed with music for a week and then doesn't really want to have anything to do with it for the next two weeks. And I, I love that homeschooling allows for that because when we try to be, when we try to be too um, beholden to the schedule, I do think it, it in some ways limits the creativity. And um, even if you have a schedule, like I do have a schedule, I, 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 try my best to make sure that we still have opportunities and time for those moments of creativity where it's like, I just want to play music this week, or I just want to draw this week. Like last night, my, um, my two daughters felt comfortable enough to share what they've been working on, um, on Procreate. And they walked me and my husband through all of their art and animations that they've been working on. And I'll tell you guys, I felt so honored that number one, they even felt comfortable enough to trust us and share their art with us. But then also to see the progression, because I haven't taught them a single thing. Everything that they've been doing and learning on Procreate, they have done themselves. So they are turning into little animators right under my nose um, because they have a desire and a passion for that. So this year, art is is the end all be all. We haven't done much music um, in our family. Like, they haven't really been practicing. Uh, my oldest plays piano. My younger daughter was interested in clarinet. They haven't really been doing that for the last probably four or five weeks because they've been so into procreate and animating and and doing their digital artwork so i think that's perfectly okay that um you know it's not incorporated in the regular schedule i think what's more important is that your kid is interested in what they're doing and um and that you've made an environment that they feel comfortable enough to explore the things that they're interested in <clears throat> Okay. Ooh, I'm behind on comments. Sorry, y'all. I was just chatting, chatting, chatting. Everything, every year we've done things differently and grown with the kiddos. Yes, I think that's so important. 
Okay, and you said, I wish I did it sooner for my oldest, but I think I'm in it for I'm in for the long haul with your kindergarten and third grader. That's awesome. Oh, oh yes, of course. You say you're taking a few days off while we ride out the hurricane. Definitely. I mean, I mean, I think you know, what bigger life lesson <laughs> could there be than this? And and so much is being learned, even if it's not you know quantifiable or in a workbook. Like there's this is. Yeah, 100%. Take a few days off. Absolutely. And I hope you guys are um, able to say, stay safe um, as, as it's passing passing through. You said, speaking of age, you had a... Hold on a second. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.